and welcome to episode 37 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is the podcast where I talk with the funniest and nicest people I can find. They are the Friends of the Show. This week's friend is Dave Cactus, at Dave underscore Cactus. It was very fun to chat with. We talked about his extensive autograph collection, what it's like having a giant mural featuring his likeness in his town, and of course, lots of great Twitter chats. As a bonus, we read and answer great questions submitted by our listeners, just like you. Now saddle up. It's Friends of the Show, episode 37 with Dave Cactus. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. What a great dramatic reading from 1984 by George Orwell by this week's guest. I'm talking about Dave at Dave underscore Cactus. Welcome, Dave. Stephen, thank you. It is a great honor with a you and a privilege to be here. Thank you, and I appreciate you respecting my Canadian heritage and acknowledging the correct Canadian spelling with that sweet you. You got to have the you, otherwise it just doesn't make sense. Right. That's right. So what a cool quote, and thank you for adding that extra level of atmosphere. I'm talking about Oceania, Oceania, tis for thee, that's what we played during the theme. So big fan of 1984 and generally dystopian futures or pasts? Well, I was a big fan of one until one started happening in my country a few months ago. But Ayo, um... <laughs> we're talking the Trump years, if you're listening to this in the far future. <laughs> We just are at year one. We just year one in the bag and not looking good. Not looking good. <laughs> Got to admit. Uh, seven more years and it'll be all done with, right? Seven more years. It's a quick seven. <laughs> we'll <laughs> definitely all be alive, right, for the next seven years. Sure. Oh, definitely a dystopian feel to it right now. Um, but, yeah, what a great quote. So thank you for choosing that. Obviously a big Orwell fan, are you? Yes, sir. I enjoyed reading uh, 1984 and Animal Farm in high school when they made me read it. <laughs> and then, you know, now I can read it and enjoy it for what it is, not have to come up with a book report upon it. Yeah, you don't have to write anything about the the pigs are up to. You're like, oh, yeah, who is it, Trotsky? Yeah, okay, I get it. It's Trotsky. The pig was Trotsky. <laughs> Ah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry for everyone who hasn't read Animal Farm. Great parable. Those poor horses, right? Right. All right. Well, I better introduce you to the listeners. What can I say about Dave Cactus? Truly one of the nicest and great people online. Loves to jokes. This guy does it all. I'm talking a great friend to many of us in the jokey telling community uh, and in your hometown. You're a legend. They've erected a gigantic mural of your likeness to commemorate you, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. So very much happy to welcome you to the show, Dave. 
Thank you, Steven. <laughs> Everyone gets a little bit of a rambly intro, and yours was not as rambly as it could have been, but uh, I welcome you nonetheless. So let's do a quick background um, on you. So where are you coming to us from right now? Well, my hometown of Denver, Colorado. I uh, was born here, live here, and I'll probably die here. Heck yeah, mountain boy. Live in that thin air. That's, Maybe that's what's wrong with me. I don't know. <laughs> that thin, <laughs> delicious mountain air. I've never been, but I would love to visit. Sounds like a cool place. You're more than welcome to come out for my birthday party next year. Oh, just that saying. sounds amazing. You're just going to have it right at the mural? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> There's not much of a reception area there unless you go to the train station. Listeners, I'm not joking about this mural. It's a huge mural of Dave, and it's great. It's so cool. And you're, like, reaching down to uh, take a picture of a little person. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, some weird art. I'm not really into the whole the, the vibe of it, but it's okay. I like being in it. So It's great. Go. Yeah, it's great having uh, having your likeness available for thousands of people to see upon their daily commute. Yeah, I can't wait until they graffiti something horrible on me, but, you know. <laughs> How long has it been up there? It's pretty good that that hasn't happened yet. It's been about a year, I think. Well, that's pretty good. People respect it. They respect your likeness, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> they respect it. All right, so what else about you? Um, I, we should mention that you have an episode of Making Friends with Mark McGark, a very recommended podcast by me. Um, and check that episode out, everyone, because you tell all the great stories there. Talk about that mural. You talk about uh, meeting IRL Twitter pals. A lot of great anecdotes in that episode, so can't wait to see what you brought to this show, because <laughs> I know that, that you shared a lot of great stories um, in that one, so that's uh, something for the listeners to look forward to. Whatever story you brought to the table today. Well, I have met some new Twitter pals since last I spoke with Mr. McGark. All right. Uh, I got to meet Rock- Rob Elliott at Rocky Momax. Rocky Momo. And- Cyrus O'Merican, both of whom are excellent humans. That's great. And you was at a uh, football game involved of some sort? Yeah, that was a football game in which my beloved Denver Broncos got destroyed by the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it happens. Those Miami Dolphins uh, beat up on the world champion New England Patriots, wouldn't you know? So it's not like they're a, not think they're a nobodies. Yeah, yeah. Still, uh, I paid a lot of money to see that loss. So. <laughs> yeah, never good to see your hometown team take a big L. But, you know, uh, at least the company was great, right? You're talking about Twitter meetups. Yeah, the company was great. Rob was even cooler than I expected. And Cyrus O'American reminds me a lot of myself, honestly, which is pretty cool. Oh, Kinda like neat. hanging out with a doppelganger. That's pretty cool. So you guys had a lot of similarity. You guys always said the same joke when, <laughs> when the opportunity came. Sometimes, yeah. We got to go out and eat together, which is always great to watch other people chew their food. Oh, that's good. Um, what was the highlight? What was the meal of choice? Oh, let's see. The meal of choice. Uh, Cyrus and I went to a ramen bar. Also with my best friend, Woody B. I can't leave him out, although it wasn't a meetup for him. I was just dragging him along <laughs> with me. But, uh, yeah, I'd never actually had ramen in a restaurant before. It was it was pretty, pretty 
pretty good. Nice. Yeah, ramen's more more known to be like a microwavable style dish, right? Something like that. Something quick and ease. Yeah, I was expecting, you know, oh, this is going to be 27 cents, very affordable. <laughs> yeah. They just charge you, yeah, five cents to heat it up. <laughs> You're paying these low bottom prices. So ramen, hmm, that's good. I don't think I've ever had that out either. Maybe I should it's give it a try. worthwhile. All right, so met up with some Twitter friends, had a ball, other than the team losing. Um, so, yeah, you're you're known for your Twitter meetups. What are some other notable folks that you've met via Twitter and then IRL in real life? Well, um, I got to meet Billy Y. Green, or E. Green, depending on how you pronounce it. He was very lovely. Um, got to meet that rascal puff i don't know that he's even still active anymore and jackie the paper i don't know that she's still active anymore maybe <laughs> i ran them off of twitter altogether <laughs> i got to meet will and tom as yes, uh, friends of the show of course upside down trash and trojan sauce have you spoken with tom i've spoken with him Oh, good. I need to go back and listen to that. Yeah, everyone should go back and listen. And if you can't get enough Tom, definitely check out his six episodes of his podcast, Interested in Music, where him and a pal talk about music that they're interested in. It's good. I'll definitely have to check it out. Check it out, mate. So what else can we bullet point here? How about classic cars? You love them. You drive them. I, Tell us about I, it. <laughs> Well, I've currently got a 1969 Mercury Montego and a 1987 Cadillac Braum. Um, over my life, I've had about 40 classic cars. Damn. I know. That's so, a lot of classic cars. Yikes. <laughs> like MC Hammer money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much like MC Hammer, it's all spent, gone. It's just parachute pants and Cadillacs in the <laughs> in the house. They're like, oh, it was worth it. It was worth it. So, yeah, you still drive um, classic cars is what I'm trying to get to. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like, pretty much all I ever drive. Yeah, like fiddle with the radio and stuff. Does it have an 8-track? Yeah, uh, the Mercury has an AM only. AM only. Ooh, listening to some Wayback playbacks. Getting some, I guess you get the NFL games on there. That's how we get them. Yeah, you get the games. Uh, you can listen to Rush Limbaugh in the afternoon. Oh, no. He's still going? (laughs) (laughs) He's still... Still going? (laughs) Jeez. Rush Limbaugh. All right, well, very good. So I think that kind of gives us a little bit of an idea about you. Now we can get into the aforementioned mystery story. I don't even have a title. I don't even know what we're going to do. It's so exciting. So, Dave, what have you brought to the table? Oh, man. You know, I've got a kettle full of just great stories but it's so hard to pick one reach into that kettle well we can maybe do two we can do one and a half uh, i'll tell you a great story that's at least great to me all right i got to meet dave barry the author who was one of my favorite authors very funny guy i met him in person and all he could say to me I said, oh, Dave, I'm a big fan of yours. I love your books, blah, blah, blah. And I pull out my flip phone to take a selfie. He goes, why does that take Polaroids? Thanks, (laughs) Dave. (laughs) (laughs) So I got my phone made fun of by Dave Berry in front of a large crowd, and it was great. Oh, there was a crowd there, and he he was just showing off to the crowd? 
Yeah, it wasn't a personal meeting or anything. I'm not quite that cool. Well, no, but you know, normally those one-on meeting rates, it could be still like a sort of a one-on-one thing. But he like turned to everyone who was listening and was like, "We'll get a load of this guy." <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so it was after the advent of smartphones, and you were yeah. still rocking a flip phone, which I think you still possess, and you st- it still operates. I still have it. I could still tweet with it if I was really devoted to the cause. Tweet with it, right. I've seen some pictures of those flip phone tweets. Very old school. <laughs> Retro. <laughs> to say the least, yes. Retro delicious. So you were at, um, what, where was this? Uh, was it a conference? Was it a meet and greet? Was that a bookstore? Uh, it was at Denver University. He was giving a little, it was like a stand-up sort of venue, but he was giving advice and basically plugging his book. And if you stuck around, you got to meet him, shake his hand, take a picture, and be shoveled right out door. <laughs> okay. And so you Not did. Everybody and got you got to get their <laughs> phone made fun of. Not everyone got made fun of. That's the extra bonus that you got. Right. And wasn't he, was there a show about him or it was based on him? He created it, something like that. Wasn't that, didn't he have a show? Yeah, mm. Dave's World. Dave's World, right. And it had the guy from Night Court. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, Harry, Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson. Yeah. All right. What a great show. <laughs> what a good pull. Dave Barry. All right. Cool. So was that the end of the story? <laughs> Dave Barry made fun of you? That's pretty much it. I mean, I could tell you how I drove home from there. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> What'd you take? A good comeback, but, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the interesting part. All right. Well, now, now, many years later, what is the comeback? You know, I don't have... <laughs> oh, no, it's going to take you another many years. It's like, oh, you're going to be like, the podcast is going to end. And you'll be like, oh, I thought of one again. I'm just writing a letter. Dear Dave Barry, listen up, pal. Now, speaking of writing letters, I was just um, listening to that aforementioned episode of yours on Magark Pod, Making Friends, and you actually are good at writing letters. So you've written, you've posted a tweet via letter like snail mail post you posted a letter and it had a tweet in it you sent it to twitter's headquarters and it worked like it posted (laughs) this is just blowing my mind i forgot about this yeah uh, somebody at twitter apparently thought it would be funny to post it under my account maybe two weeks later i didn't even know about it because they didn't alert me to it until it started getting likes i was like what when did I? Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> so you like hand wrote the tweet and you mailed it in, and they actually posted it, which I think is great. Whoever did that, shout out to you at Twitter <laughs> head office. Um, so when you look at the tweet, it says sent from San Francisco or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's the only one of mine that says that. Wow, very interesting. Our new segment. Talking Twitter. So, welcome to Talking Twitter. This these questions are Twitter related. So, how long have you been on Twitter? I have been on Twitter since December 2011, so coming up on six years. Big six, the big six. So, um, have you always been a joke telling account, or did you start off as like a sports fan, or an at replier, a gif liker, or a news retweeter? What were you? Well, back in the day, we didn't even have gifs. Uh, I know that makes me a Twitter grandpa to talk about, but we really didn't. I did at reply a lot of celebrities. I tried to get Katy Perry to reply to me, which never worked. Never? Uh, never. 
I live tweeted a couple of Broncos games, which didn't do anything for my follower count. <laughs> and then at some point, um, I came across a few of these funny accounts and started following them. I said, this is what I want to do. I wanted to be like Will, Upside Down Trash, and Turn Sky, I Am Space Girl. These were my two main uh, influences, you could say. Shining beacons in the Twitter joke sphere, Sky and Will, uh, and a great combo of pals, too. They're great. Very true. All right, so so then you're on for six years. You're growing your fan base, tweeting out jokes. Now, what's the first or most memorable uh, interaction that you've had? What's the first thing that you can just that just comes to mind? Like, whoa, I can't believe that happened, or whatever. Mm, the first thing that happened, um, Will actually sent out a tweet saying if anybody would like to be in a joke Twitter room, then you know DM me and I'll let you in. And he did, and I got followed by a whole bunch of what I considered huge accounts, people with one to 2,000 followers, and I could hardly speak to these people. I thought, oh, wow, oh, wow, what am I even doing here? I don't belong <laughs> with these people. Classic imposter syndrome at the beginning. Uh, so it was a lot of great, obviously, joke-sharing accounts uh, in the community, or you're since still friends with, I'm sure. Yes. And so that was it. Will inviting you to a DM. Well, shout out to Will. What a great guy. I'm so glad that he decided to come back after his long hiatus. And he really makes things happen. He really does. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good guy. And we should say shout out to him and congratulations to him and Corey on their recent nuptials. Oh, my God. Oh, so exciting. So, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Upside Down Trash, we salute you. Very cool. Okay, so that's a nice thing. Now, what's one of the weirder things that has happened to you? What's the weirdest thing? The weirdest thing that's happened to me on Twitter? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there's more than one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that Twitter's really all that weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't really think of anything that's really, like, ruined my life or anything because of Twitter. What about your celebrity autograph collection? Let's uh, talk about that for a second. Oh, man, I've got so many. Got so many. What are your top five? Top five. Let's see. I've got Ralph Nader, who's one of my favorite in the political spectrum. Presidential candidate. Yep. Um, I've got Peyton Manning. All right. Broncos to Take the it bowl. back to the NFL. Right. Uh, I got Ariana Grande before she was famous. Oh, Wow. Before she was super famous, I guess. Right. Obviously, I didn't just go ask her before she ever became an actress. And, yeah. Was that one in person? Which one of the... Are you, some of them are like you mail away, and some of them... I you... do mail most of them away. Um, I've got a few in person. Jake Plummer of the Broncos. gotten to meet him several times, had dinner with him. He is an amazing individual. Well, that's great. Nice to hear when uh, celebrities and athletes are really good uh, down-to-earth folks. Yeah. Uh, did we hit five yet? Um, well, I think you got Spice Girls. That's like four. <laughs> I think that you got four of the five Spice Girls, if I recall correctly. I've got all the Spice Girls. Well, no, four. You're right. You're right. I'm missing <laughs> Emma Bunton, my favorite one. Oh, you didn't get Emma? Baby? You didn't get Baby? Oh, I was always a Baby Spice kind of guy, and I never got her. Oh, dang. Well, four to five ain't bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. And plus, there's always something to chase, right? It's still... Uh, a goal that you could achieve. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a way to look on the bright side. That's right. That's half full. There's still the chance to get that 
complete Spice Girl collection of autographs. And it could happen. <laughs> it could it happen. happen. It will happen, Dave. <laughs> it will. You're so optimistic. <laughs> what would be your dream follow back? My dream follow back. Well, I just got Andrew WK to follow me back. Whoa, party. Let's party on that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, anybody I've mentioned in the top tweet, James Blunt, uh, Michael Stipe, you know, to name drop a couple. Nice. So so you're following them currently? I'm talking about people you're currently following and you'd love them to follow way back. Oh, people I'm currently following. Well, that, uh, that wouldn't cut out almost everybody because I don't follow anyone. All right. Well, um, those are those are good <laughs> answers. I'll accept that anyway. Now, okay. the new the new final question. Ultimate dream follow back. I'm talking any person, real or fictional, <laughs> living or dead. Ooh, like Kurt all Cobain. time, even like they are not on Twitter for sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cobain, definitely. Kurt Cobain. What would his Twitter be? Oh, man. <laughs> imagine so depressing. Full of angsty, emotional type quotes. But I'm like, you, I really feel this guy's Twitter, man. I really feel it would it. be all quote tweets <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> all right. Very cool. So that was the first uh, Talking Twitter Ultimate Dream follow back question. Now, let's get into the tweets, Dave. All right. I'm talking about tweets. From Dave at Dave underscore Cactus on Twitter. And these are the twi- tweets. Would you like to read the first one? Or I guess we could do it together. Okay. Yeah, you want to be one of the characters and I'll be the other character? I'll be the daughter. Okay, and I'll be Death. Okay, you play <clears throat> Death and I'm playing Death's daughter. Okay. You're grounded. Get back here. Whatever. Gets on motorcycle, Uh, zooms across tightrope. How dare you defy me! (laughs) Sorry, a little late on the stage direction, but gets on motorcycle, zooms across (laughs) tightrope. Great. (laughs) Always defying death, that daughter. (sighs) Yeah, that's my favorite of my own tweets, for sure. That's your favorite, and it's great. So thank you for picking it, thank you for sharing it with us. Um, Any particular... You remember when you came up with this? Did you had just watched Evil Knievel or something? <laughs> no, I was at work. It was Leap Day of 2016. I, I don't know why I remember that. It was Leap Day? It was. That's it was cool. February 29th. Oh, yeah, February 29th. Not many t- tweets Dave stamp that. <laughs> and uh, I had my flip phone, and it took forever to compose this tweet. So <laughs> I finally came up with it, and I'm like, this is so perfect. Maybe I'll get 20 likes out of it, because that was a lot back then. That was like my bar, 20, 25. Yeah. And now it's the bar. (laughs) Now it's 1,000 in one day. 1,000 in one day is the new 20 likes. Wow. (laughs) Look how far you've come. Right. (laughs) So as of this recording, that tweet has over 3,000 likes. Significantly more than 20. (laughs) Very true. So you did it. All right, and now we'll get to my selection from the Dave Cactus catalog. And it is, of course, one of the most classic Dave Cactus joints. And it is watching James Blunt mouth, not you, to me after singing You're Beautiful in concert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Not you. (laughs) Like, James Blunt. Singling you out. <laughs> it's you just like just Dave Barry. 
It is. You can just see the contempt on his face. Like, not you. Shades of Dave Barry from James Blunt. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Not you. <laughs> that was an excellent James Blunt. Classic James Blunt. So uh, that was my pick from the Dave Cactus catalog. Everyone should definitely be following Dave at Dave underscore Cactus. That James Blunt one has over 10,000 likes as of the time of this recording. So that's great. And now we're going to get into Dave's picks from other people. And the first tweet that he has selected is from aforementioned Sky. I'm talking Space Girl. I'm talking at I am Space Girl. And do you want to hit us with the tweet? I'll hit you with the tweet. Hit it. Surprise! I scream, bursting from the vat of mashed potatoes. The other lunch ladies do not look surprised. They do not look surprised at all. <laughs> they do not look surprised at all. Great tweet from Sky. Love this one. Bursting from the vat of mashed potatoes. That's already hilarious. And the other lunch ladies not looking surprised is great. <laughs> She does this every day or something. Yeah, great. More antics from yeah. Sky. <laughs> and when you said this to me, you said uh, you'd love to reenact this tweet. If you could find a big enough vet and some way to simulate the mashed potatoes so I don't ruin a large amount of food. That's very thoughtful. That is the important part. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's no way to make it work, right? I guess it's ruined. No one's going to want to eat those potatoes. Yeah, I can't really blame them for that. <laughs> all right, well, great pick. Love that one. Definitely shout Thank out you. to Sky. Uh, all right, now we'll get into the next tweet. It is selected from Rocky Momax, Rob Elliott on Twitter. And the tweet is, Camera cuts to me in the crowd at the NFL game, holding a giant sign that says, I just hope the teams have fun. <laughs> Rocky Momax with the big NFL bump. So this tweet, let's talk about it. You did this tweet in real life. I did. You did I it. I up the sign, took it to New Orleans to a Broncos game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, nobody at the game seemed to be too impressed with it. But it must have made national TV because now it's everywhere. It's on shirts. It's on college humor. And Rob is furious. So the picture of you is what went viral, right? Not Rob's tweet here. But the yeah. IRL interpretation, the reenactment of the tweet. And that's what, I mean, just going, right? Like there's cameras everywhere. A few people got to snap it. Right. I mean, and did, weren't you wearing a were you wearing a pug mask too? <laughs> uh no, not at the game. No, it's almost you, impossible to breathe in that thing. But <laughs> I do wear the pug mask. You a do lot. wear the pug mask. Just a great excuse for me to bring up the fact that you wear the pug mask, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Love the pug mask, and you do fun videos with it. So, <laughs> so yeah, we just talk about your fun videos. What are some of the fun videos you've done? Uh, and you do a lot of great fun videos. And they're usually, like, inspired by a tweet. Yeah, um, I did one that was in 
just me pouring eggnog in the toilet and flushing it. <laughs> and that, you know, really polarized the Twitter eggnog community. I am fine with that video. So obviously I'm on <laughs> on one side of this debate. I'm on the toilet side. Yeah, the anti-nog side will win in the end here. <laughs> it's a long it's going to be a long war, but I feel that we're on the <laughs> right side of history here. We definitely are, and we're definitely in eggnog season. So oh, we're definitely make sure that all the eggnog goes right where it can't hurt anybody anymore. <laughs> we're in the right, yeah. We're in the heart of Nogtown, heart of Nog time during the holidays. So be careful out there with Nog. Just just be responsible with your Nog. <laughs> All right, so thank you for selecting those tweets from literally hundreds of tweets on Twitter. And now we get into the questions from Twitter. And the first question comes from Blake at DKSC for Life. And he asks, how long have you been tweeting for, Dave? We already asked this. I'm sorry, Blake. We'll go ahead and give the answer. Um, it's been about six years, Blake. Thank it's, you been, it's been about six years. What a great question. I should have definitely known that this question was coming and omitted mine. But there you go. <laughs> since 2011. Blake, since 2011. And how long are you going to keep tweeting for? <laughs> how about that? Add on. Uh, probably for the foreseeable future. You guys can't get rid of me that easily. All right. That's what I love to hear. So thank you very much, Blake, at DKSC for Life. And the next question comes to us from friend of the show, Brandon, recent birthday boy, at Le Bear Girdle. I'm talking about at Le Bear Girdle. And Brandon asks, Hello, Dave. Do you believe the most important thing about sporting events is that both teams have fun? Well, of course. I mean, you ask Rob Elliott, he'll tell you the same thing, especially considering he was right there with me watching his Dolphins destroy my Broncos. And sure, I hope they both had fun. <laughs> so you think everybody had fun? I'd like to think so. I like paid a lot of money. Well, I guess that's pretty. Fu- that's the fun part of it, right? Cashing that yeah. game check. <laughs> exactly. Cash that game check, bro. <laughs> that does sound like a lot of fun. Cashing the game check, I mean. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much, Brandon, for your great question. And the next question comes to us from Marky Doodoo at Marky Doodoo. And this is a great question. Now let's get into it. Who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? I'd have to say Marco Angelo. Whoa, radical answer. And can you explain why? Uh, actually, I don't really watch a whole lot of Ninja Turtles, never have, but I figured if there was a Marco Angelo, then. <laughs> That would be the one that I would like. <laughs> okay, I get it. All right, Michelangelo, he's a party uh, dude. He's yeah, a party yeah. dude. So so you can identify with him. He's a party dude. He's a party dude. Cowabunga. Cowabunga indeed. My favorite Ninja Turtle, you ask? Oh, <laughs> Raphael. <laughs> yeah? Why is that? I don't know, like, he's he's always so angry. <laughs> it's just like, and he goes off and sulks on his own. <laughs> really identify with that. Anger is a good trait for a turtle to have. I think it keeps you alive, right, if you're a turtle? You gotta have, You'd that, have to. that fiery anger within, and you gotta harness it. All right. 
So thank you very much, Marky Doodoo, and everyone go check him out at Marky Doodoo. Very, very funny. And the next question comes to us from our good friend Mark McGark at Markedly on Twitter, host of Making Friends with Mark McGark, the podcast. Now Mark asks five questions here. (laughs) Uh, Well, three questions and two statements. Number one, what is your actual last name? Well, although I go by Cactus Online, my real last name is a bit of an oddity. It's McGark. <laughs> it's McGark? Oh, <laughs> that's so weird. You guys are probably related, and you had no idea. Coinky-dink. What a funny coincidence. All right. Well, finding out all kinds of good information here. So the second question is, who is your favorite celebrity? Love the celebrity oh. talk. <laughs> I was very fond of the 1986 Chevrolet celebrity. Oh, you twisted it. You Uh, turned his question into a pun. I love that. (laughs) Chevy celebrity. Do you ever own one? I did. It was my third car. Your third car. So, well, I guess I got to respect that as your actual answer. That is (laughs) your favorite celebrity. Um, His third question is a statement, and it is, I like you. Oh, I like you too. Mark is great. Uh, so, number four. Have you ever performed an illegal activity? Now, remember, yeah. anything you admit on the podcast cannot be legally held against you in court of law. Okay. I try to avoid a lot of illegal activities, but uh, when I was younger, I did steal a lot of signs. I tried to make sure that they were signs that were already knocked down and I wasn't taking stop signs off the street corners. But I did steal a ton of signs. So street street and street-related signs or any sign? Uh, a lot of street signs, speed limit signs, things of that nature. <laughs> My wasted youth. <laughs> hey, that's okay. We all stole some signs in our youth. We all stole a bunch of signs. It's okay. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a completely normal part of growing up. You just steal signs. They're just there. It's a thing then. So if I'm, they didn't want them to get stolen, they would lock them up. There would be like a, the club for signs. <laughs> You'd have to lock up your sign every night. But, you know, people accept it's a part of life, part of, you know, growing up. People are going to steal signs. You put out a sign, it could get stolen. By me. <laughs> By you. <laughs> Just driving around, Chevrolet celebrity, tons of signs in the back. <laughs> like, it get can pull, happen. Get pulled over. Sir, what are all these signs? Yeah, luckily, I've never been pulled over for stealing signs. Thank goodness. And you never will. Knock on wood. All right. And the fifth comment from Mark is, I love you. Ah, You know, I have to say, I love Mark, too. <laughs> you love Mark. We all love Mark. Mark, we love you. Thank you so much for sending in the questions. Really appreciate it. And like I said... You gotta check out the podcast, Making Friends with Mark McGark. Check it out on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Alrighty, next questions come in from friend of the show, Kevin, at Pad Midwest. The Pad Midwesterner asks three questions, the first of which, what would you tell teenagers about texting and driving? I would tell them not to do it until they're at least as good at it as I am. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, kids. 
don't text and drive until you're a, as good at it as Dave is, <laughs> which is very good. Incredibly good. Very good. The thumbs. The, th- the thumb speed is <laughs> to be reckoned with. All right. Thank you, Kevin, for the first question. And now the second question from Kevin is this. Who is the coolest Twitter person you've met in real life? Uh, well, it's hard to pick a favorite with a U, although only one person has ever seen their own sign in person. If that Ooh. narrows it down any, and oh. that person is Kevin. It's Kevin! Ding, ding, it's ding, ding. He knew it. He knew it. It was a leading question, but we love to get leading questions on the show, and it led us to the answer that he wanted, <laughs> and that is Kevin. <laughs> so he saw his sign on the sign. So I don't think we've mentioned the sign, but let's talk about the sign right now. <laughs> you have right. access to a sign. I'm talking a huge sign over your shop, uh, and it's got those like black letters on a white sign just a classic sign you know i'm talking about signs a lot of sign talk on the pod but this sign is a little bit different because dave puts tweets on it (laughs) so how many tweets have you put on the sign dave 50 50 50 tweets so you've put up the tweets on the sign painstaking procedure with like a long arm of the law or like you got some sort of how's the process yeah, it's a long telescoping pole. It stretches out to about 24 feet long. It's got a suction cup on it. And you put the letters up one at a time. And it's very tedious at times. It usually takes about 30 minutes to an hour to do. Damn. But it's so worth it to see somebody's words they've written up on the sign. Well, I know as someone who is been featured on the sign i thank you very much it is one of the coolest things that's ever happened uh to me via twitter and seeing yeah seeing my stuff in real life in on a sign in colorado it you know it's kind of mind-blowing so speaking for myself and everyone else who's been featured on the sign thank you so much for doing it putting up with the tedious work and the telescoping suction cup pull to bring a little bit of joy to some twitter pals so we really appreciate that love the sign and and what you do for the t- community. So thank you for that, Dave. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Very cool. So Kevin got to see his own tweet on the sign. That's why he's the coolest. He is. <laughs> All right. Very cool. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin. What a cool dude. Definitely check out his episode. And yes, the sign is great. So number three question from Kevin is, how do you drink your coffee? Well, rather than drinking it, I prefer to have it thrown in my face while I'm sitting in the bathroom. Um, (laughs) There is a video of that where we were trying to cheer up my friend Ash and said, well, would it make you feel better if somebody got coffee thrown in their face? And she said, yeah, that would help. So You made it happen. (laughs) Had the coffee thrown right into my face. I got more in my mouth than I would have imagined. I'll see if I can share the video with you later. It's excellent. You gotta share the video and I'll put it up in the show notes. Everyone go click on that right now and just brighten up your day with some coffee in the face. That'll wake you up. Even if you don't drink that much. <laughs> yeah. So that's very nice. The, the, the lengths that you'll go to to cheer up a friend, that's just what I'm talking about. You, Kevin, incredibly nice guys. So nice. Keep it up. Keep up the good niceness. Love that. 
<laughs> Will do. All righty. Do you hear that? It, it's clattering. I hear clattering, and that oh. can only mean one thing. A question from Wildebeest at Flash Ember on Twitter. And the Beast has asked three questions of Mr. Cactus. Number one, if a witch turned you into a structure, but you got to choose, which structure would it be and why? I'd have to pick the CN Tower because it's within about 125 kilometers of the beast. Heck yeah. Shout out to Southern Ontario landmark, the CN Tower, formerly tallest freestanding structure in the world. Um, Very cool. Uh, So any particular reason, just the relationship to myself and the beast being Canadian? That's a great, uh, great answer. That would be about it. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, and why is it because it was the t- once the tallest freestanding structure? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that until moments ago, but that's a good answer. Yeah. But uh, I've never been to Canada, so why not make my first Canadian trip, you know, one as being turned into a structure by a curse from a witch. <laughs> At least you get to choose. I mean, what? That's, you don't, don't normally get that option. Yeah, that is a nice bonus. It is a nice bonus. You you got cursed by a good one, Dave. You finally <laughs> you got a good one. So CN Tower, love that answer. All right, the second question from Mister Wildebeest is: What are three? What are top three uses for cacti? Well, traditionally, cactus can be used as a health supporting nutrient. It's got applications in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, in the game Minecraft, they can be used as a defensive wall. But on Twitter, they're one of the world's leading suppliers of unwanted hugs. <laughs> yeah. Because they're so sharp and prickly. Yeah. That's why nobody wants to hug them. He got it. Huh? <laughs> so you should mention uh, on your avatar, your AVI or AVI, as some call it, it's a it's a cactus, and you're just looking for a hug. Yeah, that beauty was drawn by Frovo for me. Shout out to one of the greats, Frovo, and he did it. Yeah, he draws a lot of great uh, avatars for folks on Twitter, and yours is one of those. It is, and I love it. Great. All right, and we get to the third and final question from the Beast, and he asks, who wins? Wildebeest versus Zebra. Oh, that's no contest. I've never seen a Wildebeest that could even fit into a size Zebra. What? Oh, man. (laughs) You're flipping all these questions around. A Zebra. That would be huge indeed. But imagine double Z. (laughs) All right. So, thank new Beast for sending in those great questions. And now we keep moseying on to the next question. It is from Lord Goomba at Obscure Gent. And the question from James is, How does it feel to be a king, an official model for the obscure gentleman? Also, can I have your sideburns when you're dead? (laughs) I'd say it's probably almost as good as it feels to be Lord of the Goombas. But as far as the sideburns, I'm sorry they're already spoken for. Uh, along with the rest of my body, it's going to be left to science fiction. 
Leaving your body to science fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good Stephen Wright joke. Oh, that <laughs> is great. Good. Uh, thank you for the attribution. Shout out to Stephen Wright. Great comic. And thank you very much, James. So, as you mentioned, uh, Obscure Gentleman, that's his brand, and you own some of his clothing, and you model it all the time, so handsomely. Yeah, you know, I won uh, this tweet contest thing, you know, that he did, and I got a free shirt and a free hoodie and a little button that says OG on it. He's such a nice guy. So nice, and we really appreciate uh, the support and the question, James, and everyone go check him out, Obscure Gentleman, uh, great comics, great uh, t-shirts and hoodies, <laughs> and uh, contests online, and uh, it's really fun. So everyone, be sure to do that. And now, the next question comes to us from Too Soon Shakur, at Too Soon Shakur, and he asks, favorite Randy Newman song? I'd have to say short people, but that's just because Davy the fat boy hits a little close to home. Oh, that's, <laughs> geez, first Dave Barry and Randy Newman. These guys. Uh, just, okay, so short people. Didn't that win the Oscar? Wasn't that nominated for an Oscar? It may have. I seem to remember him doing it on Saturday Night Live ages ago. I don't know that it won any awards. It may have. Before um, my time. Before your time. Hmm. Yes, I guess that is correct. It was a 1977 album, Little Criminals. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I guess it did not. <laughs> oh, forget that I ever brought that up. All right. So thank you very much for that question to Soon Shakur. And we get to the next question, and that is from Jillian Carger at Jillian Carger. And Jill asks, how did you decide on the last name Cactus? Well, you know, I just identify with the cactus. You know, it's green. Nobody wants to hug it. <laughs> really hounding in on that no hugs thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they look like you can see a cactus. It looks like he just wants a big hug, but nobody ever does it. That would be so, yeah, I can understand that that would be very disappointing if you're, yeah. a, if you're a cacti. All right, well, she also asks... Are cacti special to you in some way? Hmm. I would say yes. Um, my good friend Josh at Not A Croc on Twitter just sent me a stuffed cactus in the mail, completely just out of the goodness of his heart. And I look at it every day, and it's, it's so nice. And I think, oh, Josh. So, yes, very special to me. That's amazing. Shout out to Josh at Not A Croc. What a great guy. <laughs> Jill also asks, growing up, was your only friend a cactus? Uh, I would say probably yes. <laughs> probably yes. <clears throat> but now you have a stuffed cactus friend. Yeah, and it's way more huggable. Infinitely more huggable. Right, so it was. It has been deep prickled. <laughs> no prickles <laughs> on the stuffed cactus. Yeah. Just truly huggable. All right, we keep the questions rolling. Dave, you got a lot of questions. People love you, so it's so great to see um, when everyone sends in all the questions. This next one comes from Bob Heller, another T-shirt magnet, and uh, his handle is at Bob underscore Heller, and he asks about those chops. Is there a <laughs> vegan alternative to those mutton chops? Uh, yeah, uh, I would call it tofu chops, and... If Bob makes it out here in June for my birthday, 
and I will help him grow some tofu chops. Grow those tofu chops. So what's the difference? I'm not sure yet. I haven't invented the <laughs> backstory for it yet. <laughs> I was thinking ones that look like carrots. Because you could do have one, yeah. ones that look like carrots, maybe. <laughs> you could dye them or something. Yeah. So um, Bob is a crazy guy. He's got that red devil demon face. <laughs> so I think it would look good with um, chops. Oh, yeah, good. It would really accessorize well with his horns. Yeah, it would go with the horns. It would add to the, yeah, that sort of demon-y atmosphere. Demons can have mutton chops. Yeah. All right, very good. So thank you very much, Bob, for that question. And the next question comes from Och Woo, I think, <laughs> uh, at Och Woo, uh on Twitter. And the question is, are Dave's sideburns sponsored by Firestone? Everybody's obsessed with these sideburns. Buddy, the sideburns uh, are great. It's part of your brain. It's part of your look. I suppose. But yeah, they're, no, they're not sponsored by anybody. I have to shape them myself every day, painstakingly for free. But Firestone, if you're listening, you're looking to sponsor some mutton chops. Hey, man, we could have some tires with sideburns on them. That could be the next thing. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like white walls, but way, way weirder. <laughs> Hairy walls, stash walls, <laughs> yeah. mutton, mutton chop walls. Well, I mean, it could be a look. It could. This could take off. We don't know. But Firestone, patent pending, <laughs> patent pending. <laughs> okay, so let's keep going with the questions. The next one comes from Punk at P underscore O underscore N underscore K. I'm talking about Punk, and Punk asks, How much how much sand can you eat? Uh, at least one whole witch. <laughs> one whole witch. <laughs> I don't know, I've never tried to eat sand. Did you get the joke, Punk? Witch. Like a sand witch. Uh. <laughs> just in case Punk was just sitting there, he didn't get it. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a joke answer to a joke question. You've never eaten sand. It's not It's not one of your things. It's not like the mutton chops or the sign that people are asking about. This isn't like a thing about you, like you eat sand. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Just sand witches. Right, which are delicious. And if you had to pick a sandwich, hit us with your favorite. Or ultimate uh, cold, sandwich. Cold cut combo from Subway. Okay, keeping it simple. Keeping yeah. it simple. Very good. All right. And the next question comes from Guy Incognito at Shut Up, That's Who. He asks, how many Twitterers have you met in real life and how far would you go, both literally and figuratively, to meet more? Uh, if my count is correct, I'd say it's about 15. I'd love to keep meeting people from Twitter as long as my copious amounts of spare cash and free time keep on flowing. <laughs> other than that, I have to work most of the time. It right. kind of makes it difficult. Yeah, you can't be doing it every single weekend, but seems like you're getting out there. You're getting out there pretty, pretty consistently and meeting some very cool folks. Yeah, I like to meet people from all walks of life, and hopefully there's a New York trip in my future. Oh, there's a lot of great ones out there. A lot of great folks out there to meet. A lot of these folks from Ontario could probably just come right over and say hello. <laughs> just dip right down into the 
Trump hellscape and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll definitely do that. I'm penciling it in. New York trip. When is that happening? 2018? Um, April 2018. April 2018. Oh, the springtime. That'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Great. Look forward to it. NY tweeters, get at us. All right. Here we go. We got a few more questions. And the next question comes from The Hype at The Hype with four Y's. And his question, why are cactus? Yes. The, the only an- answer I can think of The answer is yes. I mean, the question is confusing. It's one of those leading questions, but it doesn't lead anywhere. And the <laughs> answer is yes. Right? Yeah. Thank you, Hype. Thank you, Hype, for, for the great question. Really insight, insightful stuff. So the next question comes from Adam Brood at Adam Brood on Twitter, and he asks, "What Olympic event would you most like to compete in?" And and let's. Right. I'm going to add on. Let's do one summer and one winter. Oh man. Well, uh, any of them that give medals for finishing dead last, I think, would be okay. (laughs) Not much of an athlete, per se, and especially winter sports. I can't ski, I can't snowboard, I can't... But if you had to choose... Wait, uh, what about curling? (laughs) Curling? I've never done it, but uh, I could try. Yeah, curling curling's a good speed and not too dangerous. Yeah, the the lack of danger factor definitely puts it on my short list of things that I would try. Very appealing. <laughs> and what about summer times? Ah, uh, summertime. Hmm. They don't have video games in the Summer Olympics, do they? No, I think they put golf in last time. Ooh, right. make it putt-putt and I'm in. All right. <laughs> Let's get that on the... That should be. I mean, if they put golf in, they should yeah. have pitch and putt. They should have mini golf. Yeah. Why, Why not? discriminate? They got like, yeah, they got like 100 meter, 200 meter. You can't have 18 holes of regular golf and 18 holes of mini golf. Come on now. Yeah, come on. Would love to see an uh, Olympic <laughs> mini golf course. Get me in touch with whoever's in charge, man. I will get me the IOC. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thank you very much, Adam, for those questions or for that one specific Olympic question. And the final question comes in from Marf at Marf Salvador. And he asks, I think the picture finally gives me the answer I've been searching for. But. Are you a real Dave? Uh, I'm as real of a Dave as you are a Marf, pal. Oh, I get it. Uh. That is deep. That is deep. All right. So thank you for the show podcast. Thank you. And thank you, Marf. Thank you, everyone who sent a question. Those are all great. Great to have so many uh, amazing questions asked for Dave on the show. Really, really brings a tear to your eye. All right. Now we got one final question, and it is from our previous episode's guest. And the question is, if you were going to fight a bear, what type of gloves would you use? If I were going to fight a bear, I would get some boxing gloves because you don't ever see any bears boxing. 
and I don't think they're very good at it. Good answer. Yeah, they don't have the footwork, and that's very important. No, they definitely don't. That is very important in boxing. So, yeah, they would see the the gloves and be like, oh, no, uh, the footwork, I'm not good, and they would get all, they'd get all thrown off their game, and then that's when you have the edge with your boxing gloves. All right, great. Uh, and then I should ask, what is your question for next week's guest? Oh, put you on the spot. Here we go. Uh, all right. If you were in a car driving the speed of light and you turned on your headlights, would anything happen? Ooh, existential. Hope we have a scientist on next time <laughs> to answer that. All right, so now I think that's just about it. I think that's it. We think we did it. We're winding it down. We got all the questions in. We answered all the stuff. We talked about the sign, talked about how you're a great guy, making friends on Twitter, making people laugh. Just a great dude. So thank you very much. And now I will play the theme, and we can say our goodbyes. Thanks, Dave. Stephen, thanks for having me. It's been great. Thank you. I'm so glad that you had a nice time, and we're going to have to make this meetup happen. We definitely will. Get at me. Get at us. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Stephen. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Dave. You should definitely check him out on Twitter, and as you can probably tell by now, just a nice and fun gentleman. Now follow FOTS Pod on Twitter and send a question for a future guest. I am on Twitter at SkinnerSteven. Visit StevenWSkinner.com for all the episodes. And also, if you subscribe, you can get the new episode automatically every week. Uh, I would like to say thank you to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme, and thank you to Ruby Coast for the music. And thank you for listening. And have a great one.